Have you studied for NCLEX? I sure hope so because today is day number 29 of our 30-day NCLEX challenge. And as we are preparing to finish up this challenge, I hope that you guys have seen progress. I hope that as we get more and more into the subjects and your virtual trainer, you're feeling confident, you're feeling like I can do this. Today I have great questions because whew, if you looked at your study calendar for today, you know we had the topics of delegation, assignment, legal issues. Oh my goodness. And so I have questions about the things that I studied in my quick facts and also in my virtual trainer student workbook. And so I had such a good time watching those lectures and just being in the class that I'm I'm really excited to share it with you guys. So come on in guys, come on in. I'm looking for fast fingers. Um, let me get my notes out that I have for you. We're gonna start by going over the quick facts for NCLEX. The calendar said that you were just supposed to do some weak areas. And so I just have a few questions that I went over today. And I want to know if they were also weak areas for you as well. So go ahead and put the answers on the screen. Here is question number one. And it says this is from this book. It says, when taking tuberculosis, when taking tuberculosis medications, which vitamin will be depleted? Which vitamin will be depleted? And let me, because I'm left-handed, I'm going to put my notes here. All right, go ahead and put the answers on the screen, guys. This is day number 29 of our 30-day NCLEX challenge, all right? Um, so I am so excited that you're here. I'm looking for the answer. And remember, if you don't know, just say, I don't know, all right? And then we know that that's something we will go back and, and review. So the correct answer, good job. It is vitamin B6, vitamin B6. And we are studying from this book, pal. Make sure you have it, five-star quick facts. All right, next question. Um, if a female completes a sexual reassignment surgery, will sperm be produced? So if a female completes a sexual reassignment surgery, will sperm be produced? Is it a yes or is it a no? What do you guys say? What do you guys say? Come on in, put your answers on the screen, guys. We are studying today. Uh, the topics are from our virtual trainer, legal issues in nursing, assignment and delegation all right and i was deep into that i was deep into that today reading all kind of scopes of practices and it was just good all right all right so yes this is what we're doing i see the answers on the screen also smash that share button and if you have not liked my facebook page definitely do that all right definitely do it because i have some really great events coming up all right the question was if a female, if a female completes sexual reassignment surgery, will sperm be produced after that reassignment surgery? What do you guys say? What do you guys say? I see a lot of people just saying no. I see a lot of people just saying no. And I am so happy about that because that is the correct answer. Hey, how you guys doing? Come on in. We are studying. I have another question. 
The correct answer to that question was no. Good job. The answer was no. All right, next question is this. Mm. Is mucus, is mucus a reason for a client to get a tracheostomy? Is mucus uh, a reason for a client to get a tracheostomy? What do you guys think? Is mucus a reason for your patient to get a tracheostomy? And remember, a tracheostomy is what? What is it? All right. And I saw somebody ask me, what does reassignment? What does sexual reassignment? What does that mean? All right. And you guys know what I say to you. If you don't know what something means or you're not familiar with it, don't ask me for the answer. What should you do? You should look it up. You should look it up on your own. Okay. Don't ask me. Okay. So my question was, is mucus... And, and remember, this is the book I'm studying. This is the book I'm studying from. So I'm asking questions from my book. All right, the correct answer, I, I saw one person get it right. I saw one person, uh, Nurse Hughes, Nurse Robert Hughes, good job. I asked the question, is mucus a reason for a tracheostomy? A lot of people pick no, but the correct answer is yes. It's obviously yes, because what is mucus? What is mucus? Mucus is an obstruction. Mucus is a fluid that causes obstruction. So if a patient is having uh, thick mucus secretions and they can't breathe because of that mucus, yes, a tracheostomy is an indication, okay? Um, mucus can obstruct the upper airway, very good. So again, if you have this book and you got that answer wrong, guess what you need to do? You need to go back and study that book, okay? All right, I'm moving on. I'm moving on because today is a quick study session. Um, we are gonna move on to legal issues, all right? Remember the major themes uh, you guys have a hold on, I'm just coming to increase the critical thinking. So my first question is this, if a client has a terminal illness, if a client has a terminal illness, do they need a living will or durable power of attorney. If a client has a terminal illness, do they need a living will or a durable power of attorney? Okay, go ahead, tag your friends, tag your friends, challenge your friends with these nursing questions. And if you know it, go ahead, don't be shy. Don't be shy, all right? All right, so does the patient who has a terminal illness, you can't say both, you can only pick one or the other, you have a terminal illness, do you need, do you need a durable power of attorney or a living will? There is one answer better than the other. There is one answer better than the other. Let me see, let me see, let me see what you guys are putting. All right, correct answer is actually living will. Yes, a living will, because what, what is this? The living will is the patient saying what they want done. So if you have a terminal illness, uh, well, I don't want to put that on anybody, God forbid. If a patient gets a terminal illness, they can write out specifically what they want done, right? Whereas a durable power of attorney is somebody else making decisions for that patient. Just because a client has a, a, a terminal illness, that does not mean they need somebody else making decisions for them, does it? No, 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 no. All right. They can still make their own decisions through the living will. All right, so be very careful about that. Be very careful, and I hope it makes sense. If it makes sense, give me a thumbs up and let me know that it makes sense. 
Okay, um, I'm gonna move on. We're still gonna talk about a living will. Let me ask you this question. Will a living will discuss spiritual care? Will a person's living will discuss spiritual care? All right, should it, should it include spiritual care in the living will? Okay, what do you guys think? All right, what do you guys think? I've actually moved on. We're in my virtual trainer workbook, guys. So if you have this section out and you studied it today, go ahead and take notes in here. This is what is this about? This is why I'm coming on here. Yes, so the correct answer, the, the living will should also include spiritual care. It should also include the patient wants to see a chaplain or the rabbi um, or however the spiritual healer will be involved, okay? Uh, shout out to Michelle who just said, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. And if you don't have the VT workbook, go ahead and get in it. Go to my website, remarnurse.com, remarnurse.com, get your virtual trainer and get this good information. All right. Next question. Okay. If a client, if a client, this is about living wills, if a client is conscious, if a client is conscious, is their living will active? Okay. If a client is conscious, all right, they're conscious, they're awake and they're talking, do we take direction from the living will or from the client? Or does it matter? All right, if I'm sitting here and I'm sleeping, can the nurse just go look at my living will to see what I want done? What do you guys say? Uh, if a client is conscious, is their living will active or inactive? What do you think? Oh, this is a good one. All right, let me let me rephrase it because I think it might be. I want to, I want it to be clear. If I am a patient and I have a living will, do the doctors still need to talk to me about end of life care, or can they just go read my living will? Is that better? What do you guys think? So my question is: If a client is awake and if a client is conscious. Is their living will active or inactive? Okay. All right. Who gets to give the direction? Is it me or is it my living will? All right. And I want everybody to change their answer because a lot of people say, oh, yes, it's active. It's active. You go look at the living will. All right. Yes, I like that. Bernadette says, speak to me. <laughs> exactly. Speak to me. So that living will is not active. And so it's okay. For, for patients who don't want to have living will, some people like, oh, I don't want to do a living will. I don't want to think about that right now. But understand, you do it just in case. You do it just in case, all right? In case something happens. But as long as you're conscious and you're making decisions, your living will has no power, all right? So that's something that we can teach our patients, all right? Okay, all right. I am moving on because we also need to review. And guys, remember, these, these are quick sessions that we come on and we look at the PowerPoints of today. And today is number 29. All right. So if you want to get back into your classes with me, just go ahead and contact Team Remark to renew your VT if you, are, if, you are, if you need to do that. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Um... Let's do delegation and assignment now. All right, so these are things. I just want you to tell me this. This is a yes or no question. We're talking about the difference between a licensed practical nurse and a registered nurse. 
and what they can do. Licensed practical nurse and registered nurse. So the first thing is this. Can an LPN interview a client? Can a licensed practical nurse interview a client? What do you guys say? Yes or no? And look at the look at the word, look at the task that I'm giving you. A licensed practical nurse, can they interview a client? Yes or no? What do you guys say? And remember, you have to know the difference between an RN and a PN. Ooh, this is so good. What? I see so many yeses. I see so many no's. We have to get on one accord today. The correct answer is yes. They absolutely can interview a client. Interview and assess and evaluate are not the same thing, okay? And NCLEX, are, they're not going to give you the word and then do uh, the definition behind it. They're going to say interview. Interview is what? Interview. What did you eat today? Absolutely, the LPN can do that. The LPN can say, when is your birthday? All right, how much do you weigh? All right, so you guys, you guys are you following me? Are you tracking with me? All right, <laughs> don't, don't, you guys get too deep in it. I didn't say anything about an admission. I didn't say anything about that. I didn't say anything about evaluating or assessing. An interview is what? What is the difference between an interview and evaluate? The difference is an interview is just what? Asking questions, okay? Asking questions. The LPN can do that, all right? All right, be careful, because if you see that on NCLEX, you won't be mad. You might be feeling mad right now. You might be feeling some type of way right now, but when you see it on NCLEX, you won't be. All right, next question is this. Hmm. Who can take a client's history? RN, LPN, or both? Who can take a client history, RN, LPN, or both? What do you guys think? I'm making this up. I'm giving you these questions. I'm just that that they're 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 just like how the NCLEX does, you guys. All right. Who can take a client's history? And remember, what does it mean to take a client's history? LPN, RN, or both? LPN, RN, or both? You studied this today, didn't you? You studied it? All right. I got a couple of these, so I hope you guys are in it. I hope you're in it to win it today because I have a lot of these. The correct answer, we're talking about taking a client's history. That's going to be both. The LPN can take a client history. The RN can take a client history. That's another way to say what? We just said it. We just said interview. It's another way to say it. NCLEX is going to give you all these ways, maybe to say the same thing. Okay, take a client history. Both can do it. Good job, Doretha was like, I guess both. I just guess both. <laughs> it's a good guess. It's a good guess. All right, I'm moving on. Mm. Who can who can establish a health problem? Who can establish a health problem, RN, PN, or both? Who can establish a health problem, RN, PN, or both? RN, PN, or both? Establish a health part problem. Mark, what do you say? <laughs> Who can establish a health problem, RN, PN, or both? 
Mark is saying RN. He's going to go with RN. Who's with Mark? We're talking about establishing a health problem. Oh, this is a good one, too. I see a lot of people that are saying, no, both can do it. No, both can do it. Um, and a lot of people are saying RN. Welcome. Come on in. This is my quick study session. We got a lot to do. The correct answer is going to be RN. RN only. Mark, you got it. You got this one. Uh, RN only. Okay. Can establish a health problem. Because what does that what, what, what does that mean when you establish a health problem? That means you have done some what? You have done some assessment. You have done some evaluating. Things are not right. Things are not normal. There is a problem going on here. My patient is not swallowing appropriately. My patient's gait is off. My patient has a wound that is irregular. All right, there you go. This is part of the nursing process, and that is for the RN to do. Woohoo! Good job, guys. Virtual high five. Mm, rub it in. All right. Next question is this: Who can who can maintain documentation? Who can maintain document documentation? Is it the RN, the LPN, or both? Who can maintain documentation? RN, LPN, or both? Yay, yay, yay. Come on in. This is Remark Review. I'm happy to be here with you guys. I'm happy you guys chose to study with me today. We are talking delegation and assignment. Tomorrow for day 30, we will be doing prioritization. And I have already begun prioritization. It's going to be so much fun. All right. So we're talking about we're talking about who can maintain documentation, RN, PN, or both. And the correct answer is both. Yes, both. I like that, Simone. Both the RN and the PN can maintain documentation. Documentation is documentation. It is what you're writing down as you go about your nursing care. And we expect that from RNs and we expect that from practical nurses. Both of them are to do it. Did you get that one right? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to keep going. I love the hearts on the screen. I love the comments. I love seeing the thousand plus comments. So um, congratulations if you got that one right. I have the next one for you here. Who can identify a pattern? Who can identify a pattern? All right. Is it, is it RN, PN, or both? Who is responsible for identifying a pattern? Is it the RN, the PN, or both? This is a, this is a tricky one. This is a tricky one. RN, PN, or both? I got you guys in the hot seat. Pretend like this is your exam and just give it your best. And what I can say is don't change your answer. If you think it's something, just go with that, all right? Who can identify a pattern? All right, guys, this is it. This is what you got to think about, and I'll explain it. I'll explain it to you, even if you don't get it right. It's okay. I'll explain it, but really try. Okay. Correct answer for identifying a pattern is going to be the RN. The RN. The RN only is responsible for identifying patterns because you are interpreting. You are interpreting data when you do that. And the PN 
cannot do that. All right. So trends and patterns. Sometimes NCLEX will say um, that it, it's a it's a it's a it's a blood pressure trending down, or they'll say um, another health trend uh, that the patient is having. So a patterns or trends those belong to the RN. That's RN data. Okay. Good job. Good job. Come on in. Come on in. Next question is this: Who can provide health counseling? Who can provide health counseling? All right. And this is the aspect of um, counseling about um, a smoking cessation, right? Or this is the counseling about um, your uh, um, activities for depression. Or how about dietary weight loss uh, tips, health counseling, all right? Who can do that? Who is to do that? The RN, the PN, or both, all right? We're talking about who can provide health counseling, all right? When you guys get this on NCLEX, you're going to be so good at it. You're going to leave out of there saying what my saying, students say, which is, I thought that was supposed to be harder. It won't be harder for you guys because I'm pushing you today. I am pushing some of you to your limits. You're going to be mad at me today. But when you take your NCLEX exam, you're going to be happy with me. All right. The correct answer for providing health counseling is definitely the RN, the RN's job to provide that health counseling, right? Okay. Next thing is, ooh, listen carefully. Are you guys ready? Who has, who has a dependent nursing practice? Who has a dependent nursing practice? Is it the RN or the PN? I'm so glad that you guys are here. Welcome, 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 welcome. Is it the RN or the PN for a dependent nursing practice? You guys think? All right, that's all I'm giving you. That's all I'm saying. All right, who has who has the dependent nursing practice? Is it the RN or the PN? Okay. Did you study today? These questions came to my mind as I was doing my lecture on um, delegation and assignment. I was actually doing the clinical judgments of delegation in here, and I th I said, hey, hey, I got some questions for them today. All right. The correct answer, who has the dependent? Good job, Mac. It is the LPN. Remember, the registered nurse has an independent nursing practice, right? Registered nurses, we have uh, we have autonomy. We have the ability to 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 work within our field independently. We don't need another registered nurse. We don't need a nurse's aide. We don't need an LPN to handle our nursing business, all right? But the LPN has a dependent scope of practice where they need to be paired, they need to be paired with another nurse, which is the registered nurse. Does that make sense? Bueno. All right, let's go. Let's go with this one. Um, who determines, did you guys get it? You follow me? Who determines health data that needs to be collected? Who determines health data that needs to be collected? Is it the RN, the PN, or both, okay? Who determines health data that needs to be collected? 
RN, PN, or both, okay? And if you guys don't have this book, if you guys are not in my VT, then if this might be a little challenging, this might be a little fast paced to you guys, but um, the foundation is set in, in my lectures, okay? All right, so we're talking about who determines health data that needs to be collected, and there is only one right answer for this one, all right? Um, determining what health data data needs to be collected, all right? Oh, I like that. I like somebody put the right answer, and I love the rationale. I love it. Okay, the correct answer before I go, because I only have one more here. Um, the RN determines what health data needs to be collected. Yes, it's the RN who determines what needs to be collected, and it's the PN who goes and collects it, okay? Um, unless it's just the RN task. All right, good job. So the RN determines that. The RN determines what health data needs to be collected. Good job, guys. All right, last one. Woo. This, if you guys had, if you guys did this this work today on the VT calendar, you know it was a lot. You know it was a lot. All right, last question is this. Who documents the patient response? Who documents the patient response? All right, is it the RN, the PN, or both? The RN, the PN, or both? Who documents the patient response? Go ahead, put your answers on the screen and smash that share button and let everybody know that you have studied with Remar Review, okay? All right, documenting the patient response. Um, I love it. I see the correct answer. Most of you guys got it right. That is going to be, yes, of course, both. Both registered nurse and licensed practical nurse are responsible for documenting a patient response, all right? So if you try to give a patient a medication and you're a practical nurse and the patient says, no way, get out of here, I'm not taking it, it is your responsibility to document that patient response. If you're an RN and you gave a patient Tylenol and an hour later, they say, oh, I should say, you gave a patient acetafedamine, and an hour later, they say, I'm feeling so great. It's your responsibility to document that patient response, okay? Did you get that right? I'm so proud of you guys for showing up. We literally have been studying almost a half hour. Look at us. And we had a great time. Studying for NCLEX does not have to be hard, and it does not have to be boring. Let's have fun. Let's do it together. Um, and so in the end, you can say, whoo, I thought this NCLEX was supposed to be harder. All right. But I'm already challenging you guys. I'm already challenging you guys. So this was day number 29 of our 30-day NCLEX challenge. And some of you guys have been rocking with me since day one. If you have just gone to the website and you're just getting your virtual trainer student workbook, don't worry. Just hit up my YouTube channel and you can start with me from day one. You can start with me from day one. Uh, so don't let anything get in your way. Also, tomorrow I have a great announcement for you guys. Um, you guys have been asking me, uh, what are you doing next? What's going on? And so tomorrow I have a major announcement. You don't want to miss day 30 of our 30-day NCLEX challenge. So I hope to see you guys soon. I hope to see you guys tomorrow. And don't forget this, you can 
you will and you must Hello everyone, I just found out today that I passed my NCLEX PN. Thank you so much Regina um, well, for all your help. I definitely used the BT trainer as well as the quick facts and I attended some of the sessions um, on Remar. It's definitely an excellent source. Um, I just, I love it. I love the content. I love everything um, that the program stands for and there's just so many different ways you can receive it, whether it's the podcast, BT, um, there's the new uh, question bank, everything. Just thank you so much. So this is my testimony. I did great this time. Um, this is just awesome. I completed nursing school and then I went ahead and passed my NCLEX on my first try with 76 questions. So everyone just study hard and pray um, and hold it to a higher power. You will definitely make it through. Thank you so much, Remar. The NCLEX Virtual Trainer is the best training system for nursing students who need to pass the exam. My name is Regina Callion, MSN RN, and I have helped thousands of nursing students pass the NCLEX exam with my program. You're gonna love it. With my NCLEX review, I'm going to give you all of my nursing content in one place. Not only that, I'm gonna make sure that after every individual lesson, you know what is most important. And if you need questions to help you, I have the questions right here. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you an amazing opportunity to get in the virtual trainer. I'm also gonna send you the virtual trainer student workbook, as well as my quick facts for NCLEX. This is it. This is the opportunity that you've been waiting for. Click the link below. This is the number one training system for nursing students who need to pass NCLEX. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Click the link below. Hey, what are you waiting for? I want to see you on the inside. This is the opportunity. You don't want to miss it. If your nursing license is important to you, you will take action right now. Let's click the link. Let's go. Hey.